Welcome to the British school bus experience. Imagine yourself laying back, feeling trundling bus on the road. And trundling is a really good word. <laughs> it's a pretty good word. Wait, who are you? What what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We're I, back. I, I in feel the like studio. I should I feel like I should use trundling. Right. More in my everyday speech. Immediately after I said it, I was like, did I use that right? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I think I did, right? I yeah. Like, to trundle along. Look at the... that man trundling along. <laughs> it has to be along as well. Yeah. You can't just trundle. Yeah, you yeah. have to be trundling along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like that is very common for trundling. And I also feel like I want I want to like be able to say like, oh, look at the trundle on that guy. Wow. You know, like, Man, I am jealous of that trundle. <laughs> it's a real trundle. That's a good trundle, you know? Yeah. I'm impressed. I feel like the more you say that word, the less it feels, <laughs> the more inappropriate it sounds, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, uh, sometimes you get trundling and sometimes uh, you can't help it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to We Can't Talk About It, everybody, the podcast where we have one rule and one rule only, and we break it every week. I'm Russ. I'm Evan. And hi. Hi. That's loud. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you, uh, how you holding up, Evan? Oh, I could be better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not dead. Yet, not dead. Another day on the not dead. Mm-hmm. We, got, like, we got another tally. I'm just picturing in my mind we've got we've had tallies going for mm-hmm. you know quite a while now, and so that's that's it's a good true. success. I'm, I you know I guess I could say I've been m- marking that tally figuratively for the past 28 years. That's right, man. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it won't always be that way. <laughs> one, <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> you're going to start marking the other side. And then and then the real sad point is when you mark the other side more than you've marked the not dead side. You know what I'm saying? You're, so you're saying it's sad when I've been dead for longer than I've been alive? Yes. I don't know. I feel like I was not alive for longer <laughs> before I was not, before I was alive. Oh my God. If you think about it that point, way. That tally's already gigantic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of... Incomparable, yes, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Painted such a picture in my mind. One tally just totally dwarfed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I did. I did spend a lot of time not being alive. Actually, would you say? How would you say that? Because I wasn't present, so I didn't spend any time doing anything. Right. 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 What? Like, I guess. I guess the molecules that made me up existed. Yeah. In some. Yeah. If we're going by the laws of thermodynamics. Yeah, I mean, totally. Wow, we're I getting, think we I, would be going to we, for We are the, getting existential <laughs> so quickly on this episode. How can you not? In 2023, it's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I, what, all you need is some existentialism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you need a healthy dosage. Put it, put it on your breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I every morning I make some toast, <laughs> spread some existential dread on there. Nothing like the smell of existential dread in the morning. Yeah. Well, really it's more like 3 a.m. and I can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's when I'm really consuming some existential dread. That's when it gets you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Staring at the ceiling in the dark. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Does that does that like 
do you and your partner do you ever like lay awake at night or and like one of you is like feeling the dread and you have to help each other out you're like not really no yeah does this happen to you yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like last night my my girlfriend was like feeling the dread and oh. i was like it's okay it's mm-hmm. okay we can go to sleep we can yes the dread will still be there when we wake up <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is something we can think about later yeah yeah exactly we'll still think about it yeah and and dread it it's it is kind of a hard like thing to like force yourself to calm and to calm yourself to soothe yourself to go to sleep Mm -hmm. because you can't all you can really do when you're in that state of mind right when it's like late at night your inhibitions are low and Mm -hmm. you're just feeling dread and like all the anxieties of life building up and you just have to say like it'll probably be better in the morning and force yourself to go to sleep i feel like existential dread is not as bad when you can see outside yeah you know yeah like if it's dark outside everything feels like way more i don't know just different yeah 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 totally you know what something that i've realized as well is it's not as bad when you're actually when you're not like cold (laughs) like i just moved and my house is cold man. oh is it's it like mm-hmm. so like oh, the care- heating... careful with the swearing man oh this is a this is a family friendly podcast <laughs> my bad my bad mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's it's like freezing it i i mm-hmm. think that uh hopefully there's a window that needs to be fixed and once it's fixed like things will be a bit better mm-hmm. it's really funny because it's this old 60s style house but it's got all these fancy nest thermostats throughout it. Oh. And mm-hmm. they automatically turn to cold and I haven't had the time to like figure mm-hmm. out how to configure them all. And the one downstairs has totally stopped working now. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm battling against the cold and I've realized like just how much it affects me psychologically. Really? Yeah. I would 100% psychologically prefer to be cold over being hot. Like in terms of the, of yeah. the discomfort scale, mm-hmm. I would just hands down always prefer to be cold over being too hot. Yeah, yeah. If I'm too hot, it makes it difficult for me to think. I'm just uncomfortable in every like everything I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is about being cold is you can always you can always put more clothes on. Mm-hmm. You, if you're too hot, there's like there's a limit both physically and uh, socially to how many clothes <laughs> you're allowed to take off. Fair. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I would prefer the heat. Um, I think my body just is not good with the cold. And like, even no matter how many layers of clothes I have on, like mm-hmm. it feel, starts to feel uncomfortable if I have too many layers of clothes on. Mm-hmm. Although I've gotten used to it now, living at this house I have. Oh man, and I have this thing that I got as a present and it's called the comfy. The comfy? And it's like, you know, uh, you know, like a Snuggie? Yeah. Um, imagine a Snuggie. I guess it's, I guess it's almost, it's really just like a hoodie. It's mm-hmm. like a hoodie, but it's like big and it's got, uh, what do you call it like fake, um, like fur on the inside almost. And it's like a blanket on the outside. It's, like, it's lined, fur lined. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's not fake, fur. fake fur lined. It's uh, like, is it it's like, like cottony. Oh, you that know? kind of, yeah, yeah. I know um, what that is. Yeah. 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 But I don't know what you call that. But I think it's fleece technically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, so I, especially when I was sick with COVID the other mm-hmm. week, I just was living in this thing. And I felt like, did you ever watch The Simpsons? A little bit. I, not there's, religiously. There's a, 
a Sim- there's a Simpsons episode where Homer starts working from home and he starts gaining so much weight and he ah. just lives in this like weird hoodie thing that's like a blanket that goes over his whole body. And I felt like I was a Homer Simpson in that episode. <laughs> like that was just what I lived in. And so I regularly have to employ the comfy. Ah, um, that is such a weird name. The comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it, almost threatening sounding. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to use the comfy. The comfy is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Well, it's it's because you always preface it with the word the. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a big logo on it that says the mm-hmm. comfy. And uh. I'm just like, it does. It feels weird. It does feel weird. It's very infomercially. Yeah. You know. What did you? Was it like an as seen on TV product? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. My uh, my aunt and uncle got it for me, and they have a tendency to get me these really sweet, thoughtful gifts, and also these silly ones that I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna? I'd like, thank you. I would never have bought that myself, and yeah. now I own it. You know. And it's, yeah. I'm really glad I own this one for this particular you know, the, reason. I feel like those are the best kind of gifts to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones where you're like, I would never have bought this for my Myself, but I I really like it regardless. Yeah, you know? I definitely dig those kind of gifts. Yeah, it's hard though because well, it, I always want to give those kinds of gifts, but man, picking gifts is difficult. It really is mm-hmm. like effort. It really is. It's work. I, sometimes, sometimes all I want to do is just get somebody a gift card. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, but uh, but then I think about it, I'm like, no, that's so like that's such like the easy way out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, oh, it's a day before their birthday and I've realized I haven't gotten them something and I only have time to go to Target. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and you go there and you're like, I don't really like any of these things. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll get them this, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. You're reminding me I got, I have a gift for you and I forgot to bring it. Have you a, have a gift have for a me. Incredibly late Christmas present for oh, you. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm excited. But I'm going to have to bring Oh, good. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after me, I'll bring it on the shoot that we have coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I also think about gifts. Sometimes my favorite gifts are the ones that you don't like as much right away, but then you grow to appreciate them over time. You open it and you're like, Thanks. Thanks. And then you're cool. like, afterwards, you're like, actually, I really like this thing. Yeah. I feel like I haven't gotten that many gifts like that. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think, what gifts have I gotten that are like that? The ones that like grow in the. I in did. I did value, get a multi tool you know? one year. Yeah. And it's been the best multi tool that I've ever owned. Nice. Yeah. And I should take that thing with me more. It's like a Victorinox one. Really nice. It's Sweet. for my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Totally. I feel like I've had a slew of those kind of gifts that are just like mm-hmm. comes in handy later and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I own this. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, can I ask you mm-hmm. about like your health issues or do you not want to talk about them on I think I think maybe we'll talk about them once they're resolved. That's totally fair. Yes. <laughs> I feel so bad for you that you're going through this. Yeah. Well, now that now that you've talked about it, like, and you know, I, either I have to edit this whole section out, or <laughs> yeah. I talk about it. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. We can. We can. Uh, we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am dealing with a kidney stone right now. Yay! Which is a nightmare. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you named it yet? I have not. <laughs> I have not. It's still, I think, near my kidney. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
that's where the pain is. Yeah. In case you're wondering. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what a kidney stone is, <laughs> basically, when your kidney is not functioning quite correctly, uh, instead of only releasing liquid, it makes a little rock that can potentially be spiky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it has to come out. Yeah. And it's only one way it can come out. There's really only one way it can come out. Or it can dissolve, which is what I'm really hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crossing your fi- crossing my, my fingers. fingers. I'm drinking like so yeah. much water. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bet. Yeah. All, all the little jimmies out there are crossing their fingers and toes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's very painful. Uh, and uh, I, I think I'm going to go get some asparagus today and like just eat like an entire three pounds of asparagus because they say asparagus is supposed to help. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know that if that's sense. like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, it's good for your kidney health and it yeah. can help from what I hear. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I'm it. really down for anything at this point. Yeah. 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 Is um, cranberry a thing? As I think well? so. I think cranberries as uh-huh. well, like cranberry juice. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Going to be what my diet consists of for the next yeah yeah few months. Just cranberry juice mixed with um, asparagus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna blend just it. I'm gonna make a your smoothie. Asparagus and your, oh, oh, that's a that's a delicious smoothie right Ooh, there. Yeah, I'm, oh, I can't and even. Nutritious. I can't even imagine. Me neither. Those combination of flavors working <laughs> in a smoothie together. It's such an odd combination. Should I try? For it? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I would not recommend it, but if you do, please report I back. I genuinely please. struggling to imagine what that tastes like. I have no idea. Yeah. It's, the, it's it's such a pairing of flavors that I never ever would have thought about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it, Russ. All I'm right, gonna, I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna report back. Yes. And it's probably going to be disgusting. But what if it's amazing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If it's, I mean, yeah. You, you never know until you try. It's true. <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm thinking about. Uh, I have, oh yeah, I have a list of things that I've been like making since we started this podcast. Oh, sweet. You have some things to talk about? Brought up at all. Yes. Okay. And so I wanted to see if I can actually look at them. Okay. Um, have you heard of the concept of computer karma? Sorry, what? <laughs> computer karma. I don't know if this is actually the term for it. And mm-hmm. I assume there might be in a term that is known. But uh, this is what my dad called it. Computer karma. I mean, is it, before you go into describing it, let me guess what this is. Okay. Because the concept of karma, does it have to relate to that? Is it, or is it entirely different? I don't feel like that is the right name because it doesn't, I don't feel like it really relates to karma. I think. Because karma is the idea that if you do something, you'll eventually receive that in return, whether it's bad or good. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And. So maybe maybe there's a way of looking at this that it does seem like karma. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I look at it, it doesn't seem like karma. And I don't really like believe this. It's just kind of a fun idea. Right. It's like a superstition that I don't really believe. But like sometimes you're like, computer karma? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> but okay. All right. I, you know, I have no idea. What, okay. what is computer karma? So uh, this I, this is the as I said the way that my dad the thing that my dad called it, uh, and, and it's this idea that like when you're having a hard day or when you're like whatever your mental space is mm-hmm. for some reason 
that's when your computer decides to act up. That's when you start to have like <laughs> errors or something like that. Like it's this weird thing that I, I mean, like I said, it's really silly and superstitious. No, I no, don't I actually believe it. I totally, you know, is this something your dad came up with? I don't know. It's something I was like, do you ever feel like this to him? And he was like, oh, computer karma. He, just, he had oh. a term for it. Yeah. He's like, you're <laughs> talking see. about computer karma. <laughs> I was Amazing. like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I feel like I have encountered this before, but as I've gotten more tech savvy, yes, I feel like I've run into that less. However, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say specifically computers are the issue. Yes. I would say printers are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because have I you mean, ever printers are the devil? We all exactly. Know yeah. I feel like I feel like the 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 household printer is yeah. the epitome of whatever you would call computer karma. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it's always like you realize you're in a rush. You need to print something out really quick before you leave, uh, and you go to print it, and you do everything exactly the same as you did last time you printed something. Yes. And it just fails. And there's no recourse. It doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, and it could fail in a new way every time. Yes. And you wouldn't be that surprised. Mm -hmm. Like you, like I have such low expectations for any and all printers. Yes. And maybe an office printer, I kind of expect like mm -hmm. IT is constantly working their magic on it. Yeah. And I, it's, I actually have like an old sort of industrial laser printer. Yeah. Pretty big. Um, uh -huh. It's very old and it's, it's. Like you'd think something like that would be fairly reliable because it does literally one thing. It's black and white. It's a laser printer. It doesn't, it can't, it shouldn't be able to fail, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, but sometimes it takes five minutes to print a page. <laughs> oh no, okay. And it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll hit the button to send the file mm -hmm. and then it's like, all right. <laughs> and then it'll just sit there. <laughs> And then I'll be like, is it working? And then I'll like start freaking out. I was like, oh, is the printer broken? And then yeah. literally like five minutes later, it'll print the page. It's like some cruel joke. Like yeah. you've searched all around, you're trying to figure out what's going on and then finally it starts printing and you're like, yeah, what did I do? What happened? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what? what is, well, there's like, it's such a simple process and it's been established for so long. How mm. have we not figured this out by now? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like I've heard this discussion happen so many times where people have said, how have we not figured this out? What's the deal with printers? Why are they so bad? Mm -hmm. And people, t you know, the, the thing I've heard said many times that we all seem to agree on is that like printers are a loss leader and they really make the companies really make money on ink and they oversell ink and they and it's like. But that I mean, that rings true if you're if you have a an ink printer, an inkjet printer. Right. But even laser printers. Yeah. They still fail. I mean, they're more reliable in general, mm -hmm. I've found personally. Mm -hmm. um, but you still wind up with weird issues with them. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is the only thing that I've heard that's agreed upon. But yeah. like when it comes to the issues of printers, mm -hmm. I haven't heard anyone say like, this is why there's all these issues. And like, this is how we move towards a solution or mm -hmm. something like like everyone in the universe seems to think yeah printers are one of the greater mysteries in life yeah and they suck and they're that's just a fact of life <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't get it like I, the printer that i have at home what will happen regularly for me mm -hmm. is it will not appear in my printer list on my right. computer and then I'll see, I'll see it like on the list. It'll, oh, I, I guess what happens is it appears offline mm. and I have to right click it in the devices and printers yeah. on my Windows 10 computer and click troubleshoot. Mm -hmm. And then it says, we couldn't solve the problem. 
and somehow the problem is solved. Right. After it says we couldn't solve the problem. <laughs> that was like my process a bunch until a new problem popped up and I don't know how to fix that one. You right. Know? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. You really, I really would expect that I, there would be some company that's here to disrupt the printer market and say, mm -hmm. we've got a simple solution. Here's a new standard. Yeah. Once everyone adheres to this standard, all the problems will be, or at least most of them will be yeah. fixed, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing though. Is it, I can, I can see where on a technical level, it would be really difficult to do something like that. Oh yeah. Because you have to think about the number of devices a printer has to be compatible with. Oh yeah. And it's literally an endless number, yep. you know, it just, yep. it just never ends. <laughs> yeah. And there's always new devices coming out. Yeah. You know, people want to be able to print from their phones now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so they're always having to create new standards. And it, it's it's a difficult problem to solve, I assume, from yeah. from a on a technical perspective. Couldn't couldn't someone make like an app that's a go between though, or some software that's a go between between all these devices, and then the software company is yeah. the one who it's well, like they have to make it compatible with these printers and with this these devices. That's what a driver is. That's just what a driver is. That's exactly what a driver is. Yeah, mm. but I feel like if there's a way we can compartmentalize that problem, right? I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I think I think smarter people have thought about this more than we I'm have. Sure, I'm mm -hmm. sure. At least I hope so. Yeah, I There's really hope so. The the <laughs> I want I want printer karma fixed. <laughs> yes, please. The people out there that are like advancing us towards uh, fusion energy mm -hmm. on their on the side are figuring out the printer problem. Yeah. And, Did you uh, see those news, artic news articles about the whole like fusion thing that's happening now? Yeah, I vaguely understand it mm -hmm. on a conceptual level, and it's pretty cool. It's very neat. Yeah. I don't know what it means, though. Yeah. Yeah, like what, can we do something with that? I mean, it's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we could do it, do something with it. Did, 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 near, you, see, did you see the future, videos of what it looks future? like, the, the giant fusion generator that they created? No, I wanted to look at that. I it's, haven't seen it. It's that. a giant... It's, um, have you ever seen like the, the Hadron Collider? Yeah. Yeah. Which is just yeah. basically like a giant loop. Right. This is way smaller than that. Okay. Like it's probably, I don't know, like 40 feet long. Okay. By maybe six to eight feet in diameter. It's a, it's a, it is a uh, cylinder still. Okay. So mm -hmm. like, uh, as opposed to the large Hadron Collider, which is like what, two miles It's like two something? miles long or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's I a don't loop. Know. Which it's is roughly. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's really interesting because it's, you know, got all these crazy contraptions yeah. coming out of it. And, yeah. and I, I saw a video of a guy like explaining it and I didn't understand like 90% of what he said, but someone in the comments said, uh, well, all you got to do now is put that thing upright and put it in a spaceship because <laughs> <laughs> it totally looks like the, the fusion reactors from any, science fiction show you've ever seen oh cool yeah okay yeah because i mean it's a giant cylinder yeah that's creating fusion in the middle of it you interesting know? yeah totally yeah. yeah i feel like the things i understand about fusion are that's how the sun works mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's i'm gonna keep that sentence that exact with that exact phrasing mm -hmm. uh <laughs> also it's Oh, it has less nuclear waste. That is how the sun do. <laughs> that is how sun do. Mm -hmm. Sunshiny fusion. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's not a nuclear reaction, so there's no nuclear waste. It's not a, oh, it's not? I thought it was using same kind of principles as 
because the, our nuclear reactors use fission, right? Yes. And then I thought fusion was like another way to to use nuclear power. But oh man, you know I I shouldn't say anything because <laughs> I really don't know. I'm fairly okay, certain it doesn't create like nuclear byproduct. Right. Yeah. That's what I that's what I've heard too. Is that it's like mm-hmm. super squeaky clean yeah. and futuristic and amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's all about the, as far as I, I can go. I feel like that's everything I know yeah. about. I, I actually fusion. know a decent amount about fission and how nuclear reactors work. Oh, really? Yeah. That's super cool. I mean, straight up, all it does is create heat and then they use that heat to boil water and then they right. use that water, that steam to turn turbines. Right. It's honestly really simple. The hard part is making sure it doesn't melt down and create, you know, Chernobyl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the hard part of that whole situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. For, you know, I don't know, however many years mm-hmm. it exists yeah. and we have that uh, volatile material mm-hmm. in that place. Yeah. So it could be, you know, 10 years, it could be 100,000 years. It's true. <laughs> it could, yeah. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, uh, I, the thing I know about fusion as well is that the, the recent advancement we had is what we've been doing for years is trying to make fusion happen. And the idea is it will be an incredible energy source. But for a long, long time, all the resources that we put into making it happen mm-hmm. have been taken more energy than we've gotten out of it. Yeah. But finally, we were able to make fusion and got, got a little mm, bit of energy out of it's it. It's like a very small amount, yes. but it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. super neat. It's a moment in time. Yeah. yeah. Isn't this great? Just the two of us who have so little <laughs> knowledge on the subject talking to potentially an, an audience of a dozen people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and let's see, what's the name of the the fusion scientist out there who's listening? Who's super angry? Uh, uh, Doctor Wolfenstein <laughs> <laughs> and Doctor Wolfenstein, who's out there, and he's like, mm-hmm. "It is not correct. You do not. You've oh, they have butchered my baby." <laughs> Did you know my landlord used to be, I used to have a landlord who was like a mad scientist. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to expound on that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I lived in uh, an old carriage house for a while. Right. Um, and my landlord, great landlord, by the way. Yeah. Um, was this, it was an older German man and his wife and his mother who lived in essentially a mansion that they'd bought back in like the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, and then fixed up on their own. Yeah. Um, but wow. <laughs> anyway, he worked as like a biophysicist or something like that. And he was like this older German man with white hair that was always messy. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> He's an actual mad scientist. That is amazing. He had such a, they all had such strong German accents. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain their, their mother who lived with him did not spink. Not speak English at all. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. What an interesting little, like, group you found yourself with. Yeah, well, it was it was interesting because we, um, uh, <laughs> there, was, there was always the question of whether or not she, uh, their mom, her, his mother was still alive because she was so old, like, late <laughs> 90s. Okay. Right? Oh, and, my God. And there would be moments oh of, like, I haven't seen her for, like, a couple months. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd ask him to be like, yeah, oh, and, the, and then I'd see her and be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. She's still alive. We're good. We're good. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is, you know, he would spend a month experimenting on her to keep her alive <laughs> keep for her a little alive. bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, she's still yeah. going strong. Mm-hmm. His name was Uva, by the way, spelled Uva. U-W-E. Yes, yeah. I have met some Uvas. I took a German class, and I've actually been over to to Germany, and, and I'm like, it's a really common name. And really? It, yeah, and it just always stands out. It's something about it is so mm-hmm. it's I don't know adorable. It's very like. German. Yeah, it's very yeah. German, mm-hmm. but I like it. It's an interesting. It's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Uva. Uva. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't you have like in America, you'd always have to spell it out to people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, how his name's Uva. Oh, is it U-V-A? No, it's U-W-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, speaking of accents, mm. um, what a Colorado accent is or oh, a Coloradan man. accent? Yes. I have been thinking about this recently. It's so bizarre to mm-hmm. me because it feels like such generic American. It is, but it also isn't yeah. at the same time. There's totally. certain things that we as people who live in Colorado mm-hmm. have uh, or certain habits that we have in the way we speak. Totally. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm do you, can you name any of them? Um, I, I know for sure. One of them is to use, glo- uh, are, you f- are you familiar with the term glottal stop? I have heard it and I can't think of it right now. What, uh, what is a glottal stop? It's basically to do something like replace the word or the letter T in a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mountain, mm-hmm. most people in Colorado would call it mountain. Mountain versus mountain. Yeah, because you don't actually pronounce the T. So that that Ma- mountain yeah, mount- is called. That's there's a the term for that is called glottal stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that, like, if you if you were to just talk normally and talk to me about a mountain, yeah, would we you went, pronounce we the T? Went up to the top of the mountain, and no, I don't think I would. Yeah, I think I would go full Colorado. Yeah, that. that's a very Colorado way of saying that word. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, it's funny because I'm actually in a uh, British dialect class right now. Yeah. Um, and it's something I'm like doing online uh, with this British teacher. And so it's such a, like thinking about sound and thinking about the way that we make sound mm-hmm. is bizarre. It's just like, there's something very trippy about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you you become aware of the water around you, you know, the, like the air that you're breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. And when you like put a name to a little thing mm-hmm. and suddenly you see the whole world differently or you hear the whole world differently rather. Yeah. You know, um, like uh, we're learning, we learned recently about the schwa sound is the, what it's called. The schwa? Yeah. It's spelled S-C-H-W-A. I, I feel like I've heard sound. of this, but could you tell me about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because it's like, incredibly common Mm -hmm. um and it the like i don't know why it's called the schwa sound Mm -hmm. because the schwa it's like the sound is not in the word schwa yeah it's actually like uh 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 yeah that's the that's the sound that's called schwa that's the yeah i'm like why is that called the schwa sound i don't know huh but but uh it's really interesting because it is something that Almost everybody can do. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a hard, from like no place on earth has a hard time making, mm-hmm. uh, doing, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is like this dull, boring sound. And we often use it in language to de-emphasize parts of a sentence. Uh-huh. And different dialects do that in different ways. So like, wh- I- I'm learning this thing that's like, People always call it RP, which I can't remember what that stands for. It's like regional something, but no, that's not what it is. Something Pacific. Uh, 
Ronald Pinocchio. Yes. Yeah. You got, how did you know? I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just really good at guessing. But <laughs> yes, Ronald Pacific Pinocchio mm-hmm. and it, RPP. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Learning some RPP and all, but what my teacher calls it is Southern British English, standard Southern British English. English and uh, they use the uh sound all the time to de-emphasize stuff. And it's like, he basically told me this rule of like, if there's ever a word that you're not stressing in a sentence, mm-hmm. all of the vowels are now uh. And potato. Yeah, p- potato, <laughs> potato, and ah. p- potato. I don't, p- potato. I don't know if, <laughs> I mean, I guess I might do that. I, did, I just can't think of an instance in which I do that. Yeah. Well, it's, this is for, they do it more so in mm-hmm. uh, standard Southern British English. Yeah. But they, <laughs> <laughs> RPP. We're standard, just going to call it RPP. RPP. Standard su- Southern, <laughs> wow, that is a tongue twister. Standard yeah. Southern British English. Yes. Okay. But, but, uh, but there are ways that we do it uh, when we speak in a sort of standard American dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember exactly what the differences are, but it was like, you know, if you've got a sentence and you're trying to speak in RPP mm-hmm. and you're saying like, uh, I'm going, uh, oh man, like, uh, let's go to the movies. Mm-hmm. You want to stress movies. Yeah. You know, and maybe go. So to becomes. Oh, ta. Yeah. Let's go to the. And, oh. and the okay. is the. The. Let's go to the movies. Uh, yeah, let's go to the movies. Let's go to the movies. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. But there are ways that they do it that are really weird. Like they say us, like us. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I and I can't even, it's it's so, yeah, it's it, I, all I was trying to say is like, it kind of warps your, your brain. It mm-hmm. like twists my brain up into knots thinking about this stuff, you yeah. know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I tell you a randomly a story about computer karma? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Did this just pop into your head? It it. Well, I was thinking about it while we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, I should I should say this. Unless you had more about the uh, RPP. I was just going to say with glottal stops specifically. Yeah. Um, it stood out to me when someone said the word kitten. In that way. Oh. Because yeah. to me, that sounds like you're overpronouncing it. Yes. Look at that kitten over there. Right? You know? Yeah. Uh, it's like kitten. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You're not saying the T's. There's two T's in that word. Right. Yeah. Kitten. Kitten. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not pronouncing that when I say it that way. Kitten. Yeah. It sounds so um, weirdly posh and like elitist or something. Yeah. To, it do- it kind of like, does. Yeah. I it's- only speak in the most proper manner with this about that kitten. That it's- kitten over there. Yeah. 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 It's it's odd, and it feels like, like when I was learning about uh, uh, uh sound, the mm-hmm. schwa sound in RPP. Yeah, I found out that like you know part of why we do this, which sounds, which is like less proper, like less we don't have like a unified way to pronounce one word. It depends in the on the context. Yeah, and it's partially because we want to communicate something clearly, and so mm-hmm. communicating something clearly. I feel like uh, sometimes make you sound makes you sound less proper, you know. Interesting, and it makes you seem more approachable. Right. Um, I feel like I should have an example to back that up. I was thinking about 
kitten, but I'm like, you you understand kitten and kitten eat very similarly, but yeah. But like, what about this? Like, if you really wanted to stress mm-hmm. in the sentence, like, that's not a cat, that's a kitten. Mm-hmm. You might pronounce that t a little bit more, maybe. Maybe I mean that's I would a kitten. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess he wouldn't really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least us Coloradans wouldn't. I don't know who would. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other specific Colorado things in our accent? Oh man, I feel like we we pronounce ours very hard. Oh, do we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently learned that it's called roticity. Roticity. Yeah. Yeah. That's... No, I, I'm I'm like sometimes I listen back to the edits in this podcast and I I almost kind of cringe at the way I pronounce things because because of that. I feel like that's something that really, really stands out to me personally. Your roticity is so intense. It's so it. intense. <laughs> I feel like it's too intense sometimes. <laughs> that's so funny. I would not think like I I think your roticity is fantastic. I would say. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I feel well, I feel like when I'm not thinking about speaking it gets worse mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and i wind up kind of slurring my r's i guess you could say a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. yeah i hear you slurring them yeah totally mm-hmm. it's really rare that i rethink my use of roticity in <laughs> r- retrospect retrospect <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, that's an interesting thing. Isn't it interesting when like something you do like becomes something you're hyper aware of? Well, it's it's much easier to become hyper aware of those things when you're recording a podcast. Yeah. And then also editing that same podcast. Mhm. Because then you have to listen to your own voice oh, afterwards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm lucky in that I don't inherently hate my own voice. Yeah. Uh I was Lucky in my genetics, you could say, yeah. <laughs> with the voice that I have. Yeah, got a good I've, voice. I've got a radio voice. Um, I like it, yeah. I, uh, it's what my girlfriend described as the sound of beer pouring over rocks. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. <laughs> and then she was like immediately like, don't tell him I said it. I'm sorry. I, that, <laughs> well, that's, a weird, that's a weird way to phrase it. Now she's going to listen to you telling me <laughs> this on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, I told him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting because the, there's certain things you can't change about your own voice, you know, the, right. the pitch and just the overall timber of your mm-hmm. own voice. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that I've definitely noticed that I have gotten into the habit of doing a lot mm-hmm. that I'm trying to get out of. And that's, you know, the filler words like um and like. Sure. And I've definitely been very conscious of not doing that this episode because i've been listening to myself repeatedly for these last few episodes and i've definitely used it too much okay so i'm trying desperately not to (laughs) use those words good work Mm -hmm. yeah i'm impressed yeah i feel like so i'm curious though about your roticity can you would you be able to show me like an example of something like about the way that you don't want to do it versus the way that you do want to do it i don't know it's hard for me to reproduce yeah yeah especially when i am and i'm talking in this sort of capacity which is i'm i'm hyper aware of the of my own voice at the moment yeah because i'm i'm literally have it pumped into my own ears Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's hard it's hard for me to kind of relax in that way to not enunciate Mm mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I can do it. So it's like you either slur it mm-hmm. or you do it 
too is there a way where you would pronounce the r's too intensely it's more like i kind of slur them together too much i see yeah it's 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 a hard thing for me to reproduce without listening to it back later okay. and being like eh, i don't like the way that sounds interesting i can't even i can't even imagine it it's so funny yeah um but 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 if you were to take my voice and the way i speak and i would say the same phrase as someone with a different accent mm -hmm. i think it would be become quite clear mm-hmm yeah, mm -hmm. but just think about like the way I say the word clear, mm -hmm. you know? Ah, uh, yes. I, I really bring that R into the end of that word. Right. Or that, yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one that in RPP, you would say <laughs> clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, you would not pronounce the R. There yeah. are many things, it's like if there's no sound after the R and if there's only a vowel after the R, mm -hmm. you don't, you, you just rush right through it. Yeah. So you you might be a little more British than you uh, intend to be. Well, I think I, it's the other way around. I think I'm oh. way less British. Oh. Yeah, it's a, that I really bring that R in. So it is too much. It's too much too of much the R. Yeah, too much R yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, Repeat after me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like almost like a Southern drawl kind of R. Oh. Um, but not in, obviously not in an actual Southern draw, yeah. drawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know. It's it's something that I became conscious of, and I'm of trying to avoid doing. But I feel like it's so ingrained in the way I speak, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I power to you. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the way you speak is great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you if you're trying to make a change, I support it. Mm -hmm. I understand. So, somebody pointed something out to me the other day, mm -hmm. which is that there. You know how in old tiny videos. Mm. Everyone sounds exactly the same. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, there's that. There's a specific way that people were trained to talk on camera. Mm -hmm. um, there's a name for it, and I can't think of it these I, days. I feel like that might be also part of what we called RP. Like there's like an old RP that yeah. like both American and British uh, actors and mm -hmm. like anyone that was having their voice recorded, yeah, were trained in. Mm -hmm. And are you talking about the kind of like? Here we are on the race course today. Yes, exactly. Like that, and they all yeah. sound like that. Uh, yeah. Or and and it it sort of evolves a bit over time. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was a period where it, it like no matter what radio station you turned on, no or TV, yeah, uh, or any sort of like even a commercial or even take for example older um, TV shows. Mm -hmm. uh, watch something like the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the way that people speak in those shows it's like it's weirdly proper right you know right um and Absolutely. somebody pointed out to me that 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 has kind of evolved yeah uh in these days uh and and there's a new version of it and i can't unhear it now oh really yeah because there's there, a new the, version of it yeah well it because there's this there's a there's a lot of especially youtube channels that do informational content uh -huh. uh, and they all have a very specific way of conveying that information. And they all use the same accent. And somebody pointed mm. out to me, and now I cannot unhear it. Okay, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever watched like Half as Interesting on YouTube? No, I haven't um, seen that one actually. Okay, there, there's like a bunch of these informational YouTube channels, but they all talk. Um, let me see if I can think of an example. Um, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> they they like pose questions and they answer them uh in the uh -huh. in a certain way. It's like uh -huh. um 
I, it's hard to emulate for me. Yeah. Because you, it's it's sort of a weird specific way of being expressive. Do you have any other examples of YouTube channels that you can think of? Uh, off the top of my head, it's really hard for me to think of. Oh, um, CGP Grey. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his, so I've seen like... Yes. He, I think, he talk? might yeah. have even influenced a lot of other people to pick up that phrase. I think he might have been the origin of it. Oh, if fascinating. I yeah. Um, but his way of speaking and his way of you know, pronouncing things in a very clear and concise manner has completely taken over that that sort of genre. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you were to watch any other videos in that same sort of style, you'll you'll be able to pick up that they sound all basically the same. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's super, super duper interesting. I also feel like uh it, yeah, isn't it interesting how like one person will make something that's like a uh, like a step forward in progress that influences the rest of that world mm -hmm. and they follow in their footsteps like uh, uh for the filmmakers out there the youtuber and i think they may have started on vimeo um mm -hmm. every frame of painting yes right yeah i have seen Same. so many video essays that are every frame of painting style and they're trying to emulate that voice mm -hmm. and the, the manner and the way they speak and their pauses yes yeah yeah and it's weird it's like every little uh, video essay that's about film mm -hmm. is it's like someone trying to be every frame of painting. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, every frame of painting is was a really high bar. Oh I yeah, think. oh yeah. And and everyone realized just how good of the content that this man created, Tony Zhao, I think his name yeah. was. Yeah, Tony Zhao. Um, and everyone was like, I want to make content like that. And I've always, I you know, I think that's not a bad thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I totally I'm, agree. I'm I mean, if if someone if I made something that people liked enough to copy, I would be very flattered. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it happens in you know film and it, like in this kind of general way as mm -hmm. well. Like when Citizen Kane came along, like that was this breakthrough movie which made like pioneered all these techniques in filmmaking that we hadn't really seen before, and they kind of added to the language of film and like mm -hmm. the shot reverse shots and the the wide shots and the set, you know, like like the the wonders and like all these things mm -hmm. that people weren't really aware of. And suddenly it was like, oh, this is a thing that we can add to our film vocabulary, way we the way we can film things and sort of express it to our audience. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it's interesting sort of the mimetic like nature of us as a human race, like the way that we take something and use it and grow off of it the way we stand on the shoulders of giants you mm -hmm. know it's there is a cool. um there was a short documentary i watched a long time ago called everything's a remix yeah that yeah. touched on that that concept i haven't watched it but i've heard of that it's, mm -hmm. yeah anyway um i think i think that's it russ is that it i think that's it all right yeah well well <sighs> Good, good note to end on. <laughs> it's all, yeah. uh, it's all we have time for. Yeah, if you feel to, feel free uh, to copy the format of our podcast. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. and let us know that you did. Just email rhess <laughs> at gmail .com. No, you can. Okay, okay. Oh, oh. Actually, I have a thing. Oh, uh, you can send us a tweet at can't talk pod. Yes, or you can now send us a toot. On Mastodon. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> at uh, we can't talk at 
mastodon.social. Is that how they do that? That's how they do that. Oh, interesting. I think you just search at we can't talk and it'll come up with all the rest because you're on you're on a specific server. Right. And that's how you tell people your name because it's got this like long thing after. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to be disgruntled about it while we're starting to adapt this thing. <laughs> I'm trying to make it a thing. It probably won't ever happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I have done that with many social media platforms where I'm like, this is the future. We're all going to Google Plus now. Oh my God. Dude, were you on Google Plus? <laughs> I was on Google That's Plus. a whole other conversation. Yeah, we could spend sure. a whole podcast talking about that. But we that. can't talk about it we now. We can't talk about it now. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and thank you to Hannah Russick for thank creating you. the art. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you to Emily Rutherford for creating the music for Thank the podcast. You, we appreciate you. Uh, and again, thanks to you for listening. And also- All little Jimmies and Janies out there. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, and yeah, once again, just go ahead and share it with people if you if you like if the podcast. Um, if you want to. If you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no if you pressure. hate it. Again, if you hate it, share it with other people so they can hate it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make fun of us. We invite you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um that's that's the podcast <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in everybody yeah we'll see you in two weeks yes. we're counting down the minutes. Uh, every thursday every other thursday yes so two weeks <laughs> two weeks yes all right bye-bye bye